Hey you, my entrepreneurial friend. Of 10 years of running my coaching business, I am going to finally teach business. And of course, I'm going to teach business with human design. Because the thing that I've discovered over the last decade is that the way everyone else taught me to run a business didn't freaking work for me. So over this last decade, to create a multiple seven-figure business, I've broken all the rules. I have done everything my way. I have looked experts in the face and downright said no, all to create something I love with greater ease and flow that literally is changing the world. And the best part is it doesn't feel like work at all. It feels like I get to hang out with my best friends and I am having a huge impact on the planet at the same time. So if you own a business that you want to finally maybe start, grow, or even scale, then come and join me on the 9th of May to discover how your human design can create the most beautiful, authentic success for you. For all the details, follow the link in the show notes. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Human Design Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to share something really amazing with you. And it's actually one of our new Millions of Millionaires sponsors. So to introduce this body graph chart software that we've been using that's been mind-blowing. So I want to welcome the amazing um, Taylor Dyson, who is my incredible operations manager. Welcome along, Taylor. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. This is actually um, something that we implemented when? Um, April. Yeah. And we were just trialing it out because they'd reached out to us um, in regards to sponsoring the podcast or something like that, wasn't it? And so it kind of wasn't Mm -hmm. even on our radar and we tried it out and we had such low expectations. And then what happened? Well, I remember sending you a message going, Emma, why are we not using this? Because I was mind blown. You know, we get a lot of requests for stuff like that. And, you know, there's new softwares all the time. And I clicked on it, like you said, with very low expectations. And I started looking through what they can do. And I had, I got so excited. You know, the MG in me was like, oh my God, we have to use this. And I saw the potential of it and it has delivered more than expected. It's really awesome. Amazing. Now, before we get into the actual numbers, because I know um, numbers with Taylor is a thing in our business. She loves to share all the all the numbers. Let's just tell the listeners exactly who it's for and what it is. Yeah. So it's a great tool for anyone who uses human design in their business. So if you're a human design reader, a human design coach, or just someone who uses human design in your business, if you, you know, 
incorporated into whatever you do. It's a way for you to embed an actual human design chart tool into your website. So, you know, if you want someone to get their human design chart, you probably send them to an outside platform somewhere, you know, oh, go to this website, put in your details and get your chart, whatever that platform might be. There's a couple big ones. And what's cool about this is that it allows you to put that tool on your own website and it's yours. So when someone comes and, you know, puts their information into your website, they get their chart and then you can hook up, hook it up to your email list, to your newsletter. You can have it linked to your own content. You can customize the reports afterwards that they get, you know, so it's your own descriptions of what, you know, this type is or this profile. So that's kind of what it is. Oh my God, I love it. And it's so cool because I actually remember when Jenna Zoe, because it must be the same software that Jenna Zoe used and before anyone else. Yeah, right. And I was always like, wow, her chart looks so beautiful and it's on her website. That's so cool. So yeah, when we started using it, I was like, this is beautiful. I'm really excited that we can do it. But let's talk hard numbers. Like we have had some serious success with this, um, just adding this to our business. So tell everyone a little bit about the growth that we've experienced through using this. Yeah. So since implementing it into our website in April, there have been over 4,000 people that have downloaded their chart through the website. And that's unique. That's not, um, you know, someone who does it twice because a lot of people will go back because they won't download the PDF or something, or they lost it or misplaced it. That's unique. Um, chart downloads. So it's even more for double for people doing it twice. Um, and it's been really amazing. It's more than tripled the size of the email list. And, you know, you can set up you know, sequences afterwards for people to, um, you know, give them more information and keep everything in-house. Yeah. And because one of the really big things for us is obviously human design made simple. So it gives us the opportunity to um, give our way of teaching human design directly to the people who want it. And I love that. I love that every single person that wants to get their chart, that downloads it, we can then support them on their journey straight away, which is of course what you set up because you're amazing to make sure that not only do they get their chart, but they also get this support, free content support that helps them as they're you know, new to human design and on their journey. So beautiful. So how do people access this? What's it, what's it called? And I know that there's a benefit for listeners of the podcast. Yes. So you can go to the link in the show notes, or you can go to bodygraphchart.com. And they have been kind enough to give the listeners of the human design podcast, a 50% off discount for 12 months, which is huge because it's already inexpensive to begin with. Um, And then the 50% discount is going to put it at $25 a month. That's in us dollars. So wherever you are in the world, it'll be, you know, a little bit different, but um, 50% off for 12 months. And the code is human design podcast. And we'll put that in the show notes too, for everyone. And one of the other things I want to say, that's really cool about this chart tool is that it's 100% customizable and it actually gives Chiron and the four arrows, which is what a lot of chart tools don't do that. So that's one thing that a lot of people are drawn to when they go to get our chart from our website is, oh, I can get the arrows because of it or my Chiron gates. I love that. It's so cool. So check out the show notes, people get on it because really it is such a powerful and as Taylor says, inexpensive tool, like it paid for itself in the first two days. I seem to remember or first day I seem to remember. So it's so valuable. Um, and it gives you the opportunity to really build your brand and your communication with your clients. So thank you. Go check it out. Hey, Hey everyone. And welcome to this episode of the human design podcast with me, your host, 
Emma Dunwoody. Welcome everyone along. I'm super excited to have you guys here today. I'm going to revisit a topic that I have already done a podcast on because I get so many questions about burnout and I feel that human design can really bring um, a lot of nuance to how we can potentially heal from it forever, um, how we can sort of um, be aware that it's coming and what specifically we need to do or the different choices we need to make so that we can set ourselves up for success as opposed to burning out. Um, so I'm going to get to that. Before we do, I just want to share with all of you, I've had so many people reaching out lately just to tell me they love the podcast, to um, ask me lots of questions about the work that we're putting out in the world. Um, the HD Made Simple on Instagram is smashing it. So I just want to say thank you to all of you. I know that I wouldn't have the business I have today if it wasn't for you guys out there listening to the podcast, um, sharing it with your friends, following along on the socials, being on the live Q&As that I do in our free Facebook group, um, and then ultimately becoming a part of our um, community through HDX, through Purpose and Abundance, through the Mastermind, private coaching, and of course, all the unpack sessions that I do as well. So I'm just really grateful for all of you, and I'm really grateful to be building this business, this impact, creating a family around me and being able to support you all in your personal development journey, your healing journey, um, your sovereignty journey, and of course your human design experiment. So thank you guys. You just freaking rock. I really appreciate you all. So today, as I said, I'm going to cover off the topic of burnout again. I know we did this um, a little while ago, but our I know we have a lot of new listeners and I really wanted to cover it off again because it's a topic that, yeah, I get asked a lot about. There's a lot of talk about it in the media. A lot of people um, are afflicted by burnout and I really feel that human design can bring such a unique view to this and really gives us some powerful ways that we can avoid burnout and really do as much work as is correct for us, feeling lit up and excited and be able to feel great about it and um, thrive in that environment. So I want to get to that today. So today I'm really going to give you this clean outline of how you can never burn out again. Sound good? Awesome. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cover four specific questions um, and they are why are people burning out? Number two is what types of burnout are there? Because through the frame of human design, we look at it in a couple of different ways. Um, the third question, how do we heal from burnout, which is really, really important, especially through the frame of human design, because I think sometimes this can be confusing. And then, of course, this question that I'm actually going to take, take you on a little bit of a personal journey, can we burn out doing something we love, which I ended up doing to myself last year? So the answer is yes, um, but how can we spin that around? So I'm going to take you through my journey and how I work with this desire and excitement that is inside of me to work a lot um, and the balance that is needed because of my specific design, because I have the gate 40 in my design earth, meaning that I need a lot of alone time and a lot of rest time as much as I have this 
you know, insatiable energy to work and do the work that I love. So let's dive right in. So the first question is, why are people burning out? Well, at the most basic level, it's because they are doing too much of the things that they don't have energy for. Okay. This is really the most simplistic way of putting it. Oftentimes people burn out because they're doing really long hours. Um, they've taken on too much at work. Uh, they're not taking holidays. Um, and they don't have a great deal of boundaries. In other words, they don't know how to say no. I know with my experience in corporate coaching, when I was running my business, one of the biggest challenges, at least running my business in corporate, one of the biggest challenges that a lot of my senior managers had is that they'd never really formally been taught how to delegate. They'd never formally been taught how to empower responsibility in others. So what would tend to happen, especially with the women, is that they would continue to take on all of the responsibility, um, most of the doing, and they would end up burning out because they were doing their job plus, you know, a lot of other tasks and responsibilities that weren't theirs. So first and foremost, People burn out because they're doing too much and they're doing too much of the thing that isn't correct for them. You know, when we talk about performance coaching or um, executive coaching, this is where we we will give advice like, well, you need to take time out. You need to create boundaries around social media. You need to keep, create boundaries around um, how long the hours, you know, when you're available to work with, um, making sure that you do the things for you first in the day, whether that is working out, whether that is meditating, whether that's both, having a good balanced diet. Now, all of these things are really great advice, okay, because a large part of when a person hits burnout is because they're out of balance effectively, right? They are out of balance from doing doing their work and being alive, like whether it's and, – and all the other pieces that go along with that, so balancing their family, balancing their social life, balancing their health, their fitness. And a balance is a moving um, – target as well. Like I don't actually think that we can ever have pure equilibrium. I I don't think we're ever going to feel like completely balanced because I know the times that um, from my point of view that I've structured life in a inverted commas balanced way, there's a part of me that's kind of like, well, it's all a bit, I know what's happening next and boring. So oftentimes I'll self-sabotage. So we really have to discover what works for us, what is true for us. So I know for me, um, and I'm going to get to the way that I sort of inverted commas balance my life um, because my energy loves to work hard, then rest, work hard, then rest. So it's about me understanding that that's the way my body is designed and my energy is designed to work. So building those things around it. The first, the, the next thing I really want to um, touch base with is that when people burn out, what they haven't been doing is paying attention to the external clues, okay? Because there's going to be things going on in your external reality. There's going to be things going on in your body. There's going to be things going on in your relationship that are basically telling you it's time to take a break. It's time to rest. It's time to go on holiday. It's time to change your diet. It's time to, I don't know, quit the job, Um, say no, create a boundary, However, you've been ignoring them. And this is often time when you end up in burnout. It's that that saying that you may have heard me say before is like the universe is going to start with a tap on the shoulder. 
but she's going to end with a slap in the face. So if you don't start listening to those external clues, paying attention, then you're going to end up flat on your back. Or um, if you're a generator type, you're going to lose total passion for life. You're going to live in this apathetic life that you're just like, nothing lights me up ever. Um, which, you know, and both types of burnout are, are both pretty, um, you know, destructive and uncomfortable. The next way or the next thing that contributes to burnout, and I think this is one that we don't talk about in the mainstream, um, you know, performance, coaching, uh, executive coaching, um, world or even personal development world is actually doing things that are not correct for your energy. All right. So what does that specifically mean? Well, one of the big things to understand through the frame of human design, we can actually look at our design and say, well, these are the things that give me energy. So we want to make sure that the work that we're doing has a fair, like 50%, if not more, um, And I say 50% because 50% of the work that you're doing has to be giving you energy because I appreciate there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this episode that maybe are in corporate and maybe are doing a job that they don't love or they're in the early, you know, that first two years of their business where they're just hustling their butts off. So there's going to be things that feel uncomfortable and they don't feel like they give you energy. So that's okay, but it's unsustainable. It's unresourceful. So it's okay to do those things for a short period of time. But it's the thing that burns people out is when we continue to do it. And, you know, for example, something I hear a lot is like, um, you know, line ones doing loads of study, loads of certifications, loads of, you know, getting their runs on the board, but they're not actually taking taking any action. They're not taking imperfect action um, in the direction of their dreams. So what's what was once something that gave them energy is now depleting their energy because they're doing it in an unresourceful way. So let's just have, I'm going to do a quick flyover of the types. All right. So if you are a manifester and you are not in a creative environment and you don't feel like you have creative freedom to express yourself, then you are not prop, you're probably not. And I don't know, you're the expert in you. Um, you probably don't have, or you're not generating the energy to do the work that you love. Let me give you an example. One of my oldest and dearest friends is a very senior person in a global business. And this business, like he was in there since startup and he worked his ass off. He's a manifester. Um, and he had, you know, massive commitments, massive commitments to family, to, you know, school, to, you know, mortgage, all of these things. But he was so like, oh no, I want to build this. This is exciting. And um, you know, the universe just filled him full of creative energy, right? Now, this same person is sitting at a point where it's all got a bit boring. He doesn't have the creative freedom anymore. It's going in a direction that he's uninspired. Um, and all of a sudden, the work feels hard. It's because the work he's doing isn't giving him energy anymore. It's just drawing down on his energy, okay? Let's go to generators and generator uh, manifesting generators, okay? So, we're on the planet to work. We're on the planet to do the work that lights us up. But that's the key. We're on the planet to do the work that lights us up. We have the ability to work. All right. And we can work hard and we can work long hours and we can do lots of doing and we can keep going until we have nothing left. In fact, once we have nothing left, we can still keep going. 
And this is where we get into um, uh, functional burnout, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But the, the thing is, is what happens is that unless you're being lit up by the work that you're doing, you know, that old, um, and I'm pretty sure it comes from Joseph Campbell's, um, the hero's journey, like follow your bliss. This really is what they're talking about. When you feel that bliss state or that excitement or that joy about the work that you're doing, the hard things that you don't love, they become really easy because most of the work that you're doing is actually fueling that fire, building that energy. It's not depleting it. So what can happen with the generator or the manifesting generator is either they work too hard in their own business, which is what I did to myself last year, and I'm going to talk to that a little bit more um, later on, um, or they're in a position where they're working in a job or in a business that they don't love, that no longer lights them up. And if it doesn't light them up, they're they're stuck in a, a place where I should do this, I should love this. Um, I need this job right now. What will I do if I don't do this? So it's all mental states operating from fear. And the moment we operate from fear, we're not building energy, we're depleting energy. Okay. So let's move on to projectors. So let's think about a projector um, doing the work that they love. So Justin, for example, projector, um, when he's doing the work that he loves and he had the, the big corporate job, he worked at Apple, he did long hours, he traveled lots, all of those things. Um, and a lot of the time it depleted his energy until he worked out that he just had to get in the office, do a couple of hours of work, and then he could just go and have coffee with people all day. Now, that is how he maintained on a projector energy, he could do it because he was really only, inverted commas, working a couple of hours a day. The rest of the time he was doing something that he really loved and that was connecting and having conversations, you know, or he was getting energy from the travel because he enjoyed the travel. He got energy from being a part of Apple because he loved Apple. Um, so, you know, he was, he was regenerating his energy because there was more of the things that he loved and less of the actual doing, the actual mundane getting the job done. Because of course, any non-sacral being, so a reflector, a projector, or a uh, manifester. They're just not designed to do long hours like the generator and manifesting generator. They're just not, you know, and they can force themselves. We all have the ability to force force ourselves, but it's not going to end up well. The more we understand our energy, the more we know what gives us energy and the less, um, and then, and then we have the responsibility to do less of the things that deplete our energy. Okay. So as a projector, um, being super aware of how that energy is playing out. I know my dear, dear friend, Jenny, she worked a lot for the last two months. She did a lot of the doing and it wasn't giving her energy. It wasn't replenishing her energy. So, um, you know, I think she ended, and I don't, she didn't language it this way, but for me, it seemed like she was in, you know, at least early onset or full blown burnout because she wasn't in a position to regenerate her energy from doing the things that she loves. Now, projectors, the thing is you have to follow your own energy. In fact, we all have to follow our own strategy and authority because it's going to tell you how much energy you have to be active and not because especially with the projector types, it can be confusing because someone like my husband who has a defined root center, he can do inverted commas a lot more than someone like, let's say Jenny, who's a completely non any non-energy projector, which means she has none of the motors defined. So again, know your design. Then we move on to reflectors and well, reflectors are all about surprise and delight, right? So if you're not living a life where you feel that way, 
um, that you feel that you have the freedom to sort of pivot, shift, change, to constantly be surprised and delighted by life, then again, it's going to be depleting your energy. If you're committing yourself to be a certain type of person, to do one sort of job, to follow one um, linear path, again, it's going to deplete your energy, not give you energy. So this is one of the things I feel with um, with burnout, why people get stuck. It's because they're doing the incorrect things for them. I don't, I love the word wrong, but they're doing the things that are depleting their energy because they're unaware or unconscious that there's actually a bunch of things they could be doing that give them energy to help them um, navigate. Now, of course, as I said before, um, everyone can overwork and get burnt out, burnt out. Everyone can um, do too much, can sleep too little, can, you know, do too much in the gym, all of these other more physical things. But when we focus on our human design, it gives us a much more nuanced understanding of what depletes our energy, undefined centers, let's say, and what gives us energy, how we're designed to move our body, for example. They're just a couple of areas. Okay. So the next question I want to cover is what types of burnout are there? Now, you guys probably have heard me talk about functional burnout. We've got burnout and functional burnout, okay? Burnout is going to be those non-sacral beings, um, manifester, projector, reflector. And what happens in burnout for the non-sacral beings is it can often hit them a lot harder. It seems that it often hits them a lot harder because I'm not you, but that's what it seems like. Um, and it can, can, in my experience, end up in things like autoimmune, autoimmune disorders, um, uh, and those sort of things where people get, you know, super exhausted or they have things that they just don't know what they are. Um, and this is because they've been trying to use that sacral. They've been trying to run a motor that doesn't exist. So they've been borrowing energy from everywhere else. And eventually the energy has to be given back. Right. Um, so, Oftentimes, and this isn't true for everybody, oftentimes the non-sacral beings are going to be in a place where they can't actually function anymore or they they cry all the time or they're so tired they can't get off the couch or they can't get up in the morning or, you know, there's there, there tends to be, again, huge generalization, it's different for everyone, um, it tends to be that the physical impact on the body um, is a lot more obvious. Okay. Now that's not to say the generators and manifesting generators don't experience that because some do. However, with generators and manifesting generators, they will tend, generally speaking, to do a thing called functional burnout. So what happens when we do functional burnout is that it's like we all of a sudden enter Groundhog Day. You know, it's just, we're just doing the same thing that we've done before the same way we've always done it, but we've literally lost the lust for life. We live in an apathetic world. Nothing is exciting. Nothing is enthusiastic. Nothing lights us up. It doesn't matter if we do our favorite thing, you know, we've always loved, it still won't light us up. And I think back to like a really simple example of this from my life is I look back to when I was doing depression and panic disorder. And one of my favorite movies was um, Love Actually, right? And I would, every time I watch Love Actually, I would just be lit up and excited and I just loved it. And then I went through this, this number of years where I just, it just gave me nothing. I just watched it and I was like, 
Oh, God, I used to really love this show. Far out. What happened? I used to love it. And and really, that was an indicator. Obviously, at the time I was burnt out, I didn't realize it. But it's that apathy. It's like the things that, that gave you joy and, and you felt enthusiastic about, It's just it just disappears. And oftentimes we think, what's wrong with us? Where did that go? What have, you know, what's happened to us? Yeah, what's wrong with us? So with functional burnout, the challenge is, is that you can still, as it says, function. So you're still going to work, you're still doing the things, but you're still doing the things that don't give you energy or regenerate your energy. You're doing the things that deplete you. It's just that you have the ability to continue to turn up. Now, just because you can doesn't mean you should, all right? It's kind of leads us into the next question of like, how do we heal from burnout? The first place we heal from burnout is rest, without a doubt. We have to literally take time off from work. We need to uh, minimize things in our diary. Um, we need to get back into our physical body, sleep more, eat well, uh, gentle exercise, if any, um, and really start to rest and recover our body. Because when you get to that point, it's not like you can kind of tweak, oh, I just need boundaries or I just need self-love. No, you actually need a full body recharge or a full body reboot, if you like. So the best thing that you can do is like, take time off, go on holiday, recharge. Um, one of my manifesting generator clients, private clients, she's an amazing human being. And she'd been in functional burnout as far as we could tell for at least a decade. It could have been longer. Um, and she got to the point where she just shut down her business. She just took three months off. Um, and she had all these plans of all the things she wanted to learn and do, and, and she could do nothing but just sit and read. Like she literally relaxed. And after the three months, all of a sudden life really shifted and changed. You know, all these things came in for her to respond to. She didn't really have to do much at all. It all sort of rebooted and kicked off again for her in a very new direction um, because she'd recharged her energy. And that's the same for everyone. If you're feeling stuck or tired or run down, like <clears throat> it's super important that you get rest and recharge because then that's going to help you um, kick off that new direction. All right. <clears throat> Um, the other thing about healing from burnout is you have to play. You have to play. You have to lighten up. If you just think about this from a physics point of view, quantum physics point of view, when we're in burnout, our energy gets very dense. Okay. We'll probably find ourselves, um, accessing more lower frequency thinking. We'll be focusing on things that are more lower frequency, um, you know, focusing more on problems than solutions. Um, we'll be focusing more on just getting through the day as opposed to having fun or having a great experience in the day. So it's super important that we start to play because the moment we play, we actually raise our frequency. That's how we do it. Cause play is light lightening up, right? And as it says, it's literally getting more light within our particles. So the moment we start to play and do things that are lighthearted, that are, you know, fun, joyous, um, you know, we just went to Bounce, which is one of these trampoline places a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I just feel, I'm, I feel so good after it. Um, even though I took one massive hit when I missed one of the benches you meant to jump up on, whoops, um, Oh, anyway, it was great. The rest of it was awesome. And I had a good laugh at myself when I fell flat on my face in front of all the five-year-olds. Anywho, um, so playing is a massive, massively important part of healing from burnout. 
Okay. Because as I said, it starts to get that, that energy moving. It starts to get the light between the particles. And that, that is actually when we say raising our vibration, healing or raising our frequency, that's exactly what we're doing. Just getting more light between our particles. Okay. The next question I'm going to answer, and then I'm going to finish up with how do we never burn out again? The next question is, can we burn out doing something we love? Now, this is really, really important because yes, we can. I did it to myself last year. So when I was talking about the things that give you energy and the things that deplete your energy, the better you get, not the better you get, um, the more experienced you get with your design, the more you're going to be able to tweak it. Okay. So one of the tweaks that I noticed, so last year when I ended up burning out, it was because all my energy was going out. Oops. All my energy was going out and there wasn't much energy coming back in for me. Okay. And it wasn't that like we were traveling, we were doing all of these amazing things. Like, yep, I was having fun and that was great. But what I wasn't doing is I didn't have, um, you know, a healers for me, or I didn't have, um, a coach for me, or I didn't have, oh, some of the things I love now, like I, I will go to the beautician or I'll go and have a massage or, um, you know, like things that are just really recharge my energy. The balance was way out. So I was so busy putting energy out and supporting and growing and all of those things. I kind of forgot about what my, my body, um, my mind, my spirit needed. And I have a lot of, um, you know, like alone time, um, in my chart. So I wasn't giving myself those things. But being a line three, it was such a great example of, okay, I know how to set up my diary now. I know how to uh, avoid functional burnout, even when you're doing what you love, because at the end of the day, we're always in our experiment. So we're winning or learning. One thing I've learned um, to do is not to look at things as a failure, not to look at myself and go, oh my God, you should know better, Emma. You should know better than to burn yourself out because you actually do a lot of work on functional burnout. You should have seen it coming. You should have fixed it. You should have turned it around before it happened. Um, I don't do any of that. Instead, I'm like, wow, that wasn't great for me. You know, we shut down the books at the back end of last year. Um, We didn't run much. Everything sort of slowed right down. Even the first... quarter of this year, I didn't have energy to launch anything. As you guys might've noticed, I didn't even launch the masterminds till just now. So that the second half of the year, um, all because I was still recovering from, from functional burnout. And what I have discovered is now I know how to design my life so that I can do what I love and be healthy and enjoy it and stay in this this place of being really excited and lit up by the work that I do. You know, so now I work three, I love working hard, right? And I don't love the word hard, but I love working big days where I get to the end of it and I'm so exhausted. I'm like, oh, I can't move. But far out, I feel so satisfied. Last year, I was just going, well, see, I love to work. I love to work lots of hours, but I wasn't looking at the full picture, okay? I wasn't looking over a period of time of like, let's say a month. I wasn't looking what happened over the six months where I was working, you know, extensive amounts. I was actually just looking at at it too closely. And it's this saying that I um, often say a lot with my private clients is like, I was too close to the project. I wasn't taking a step back to see what was really happening. So, What I've done is I've gone, okay, cool. I'm going to work three really big days every week. I love it. It feels great. And like my Wednesday night 
is my Friday night. So by the time I get to Wednesday night, I can't string a sentence together. Um, it's actually the mastermind 1.0 call in that afternoon. So it's a big call. Um, and the, the calls we've already had, like, oh my God, they've been groundbreaking and oh my God, amazing. The conversations that we've had in there. So I get off it and I'm exhausted, but that's fine because I have Thursday and Friday off. Okay. So on Thursday and Friday, I will do things that feel easy, that feel light. Um, I will, you know, go to, um, the beautician or I'll get a massage or, um, you know, I work with my coach on that day. Um, the other thing that I also noticed was that one of the things that gives me energy, even though my undefined root center finds it hard to get out of bed and sometimes to take action, um, things that give me energy is like working out with my personal trainer. So I work out with my personal trainer on a Tuesday and a Wednesday morning early so that I can amplify my energy because it's putting energy in the tank, right? Um, I also do a red light sauna and ice bath on a Wednesday between the mastermind calls because it's like I get out of that ice bath and although I never look forward to getting into it, by the time I get out of it, I'm like, oh my God, I feel invincible. So it gives me energy. I'm putting more energy in the tank. Now, oftentimes our mindset are like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to go to my personal trainer. I don't have time to book these things in. But at the end of the day, you're going to end up in burnout if you don't do it. So you have to actually pay close attention to what puts energy in and what takes energy out. So the other piece for me is that I used to, I worked every weekend, I reckon last year, and especially the year before I worked most weekends. So now I don't work on weekends. You know, once a month we go out in the van, we go, you know, to the middle of nowhere and sit around a campfire. Um, Another weekend we'll go out as a family and have a special lunch. Um, I make sure that I'm doing these playful things that I enjoy doing um, instead of just staying in this day-to-day routine because again I'm an MG I'm a line three I'm not designed to be really linear so I know my energy well I know what puts energy in the tank and what takes energy out of the tank Um, and it's not the one thing for anyone listening this is this is accessible for anyone and everyone that is listening you can do this too even if you work in a job you don't love and you have to work you know five days a week long hours you can start putting boundaries in place. Start discovering what gives you energy because you might think, oh my God, there's no way I can get up early in the morning because, you know, I've already, I'm already so tired. But for me, I know if I don't get up at 5.30 in the morning, even though at 5.30 in the morning, I'm like, I'm too tired. If I don't get up, I'm a lot more tired. I can't handle my weeks. I, you know, I just feel exhausted. But if I get up, there's one specific hill on the, it's called the lighthouse walk where we live. Um, and it's a six K hike. And it's like, you sort of start the hike straight, you go straight up this hill. And the amount of times I'm going up these stairs, I don't know how many that there are, but it's freaking steep. And it feels like it goes forever. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I can't believe I did it. Oh, why am I here? I'm tired. I should have stayed in bed. By the time I get to the top top, I'm like, Oh my God, I could take on the world. You know, like I know that my body it's almost like it will resist and resist and resist and the resist. And the moment it gets to the top of that hill, it doesn't give a shit about the four other hills to come. It's on and I'm ready. And my energy tank has been filled up. Um, the other things that you want to be really aware of is like sleep. Sleep is massive. Um, so especially because I'm super busy at the moment, moment running the two masterminds, 
I'm getting to bed at 8.30, you know, and my MG, the part of me is like, I can't do that. I need it. So I find ways. I, you know, I take CBD oil to help me sleep. I um, take 5-HTP to sleep, help me sleep. I meditate before bed. Um, I wind down from, um, you know, from 7.30. We have dinner early, as early as possible. So we, I'm doing all of these things. So anyone can do these things. You just have to make sure that your mind isn't making the judgment call. You want to find your energy is making the judgment call because oftentimes the, think, the things you think that are depleting you, let's say the extra exercise or the hikes or the um, trying to go to bed early, uh, these sort of things are depleting your energy. You know, I've, I've heard, I don't know how many times I've heard from Justin, like, oh, if I go to bed too early, I can't sleep or I wake up at two o'clock and can't get back to sleep. Um, and those sort of things I'm kind of like, eh, I'm pretty sure you can train yourself to sleep through. It's just a habit. Okay. So play around with those things. Um, and then maybe in Justin's case, it isn't like he is definitely a night owl, but not a great example, but you know what I mean? Like, don't just leave it at face value, really run the experiment and say, okay, what gives me energy and what takes my energy away and not from the mind, from the body. So to finish up, how do you never burn out again? Well, you get to know your energy really well, and then you have the courage to back up what you know. You have the courage to do the things that are best for you, that give you energy, that help you rest, even though it might, you have a perception that it might upset someone or um, not work out or you can't do it. You have to have the courage of your convictions. And I know, I even said to Justin the other day, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I feel really bad, even though I know it's me, it's not you, that I'm going to go to bed, uh, you know, every day, Sunday to Thursday at 8.30 for the next three months while I'm running the, the mastermind. Um, and I said to him like, Oh, I feel really bad because I should be sitting with you and I should be the, and he's like, are you crazy? That means that I can come to bed earlier too. I get my alone time. So, you know, challenge those perceptions. And as I say, like, have the courage of your convictions. Like you are the most important thing that you have invest in your energy, know your energy well, um, and then put boundaries in place. So say no to the things that are meant to be no's for you. Follow the things that light you up, follow the invitations, value who you are, trust that, you know, as you flow with life, things are going to work out um, and allow creativity in, especially through playfulness. And um, you will never burn out again, but you have to have the courage to say no. You have to have the courage to change your life, take full responsibility for the results that you've got. And then like me, you get to live the freaking dream. I feel like I live heaven on earth every single day and I want that for everyone. So thanks everyone for joining. Um, I trust this was valuable for you. Um, I hope you took lots of notes and you start going to implement and um, yeah, future-proof yourself against burnout. Thanks everyone for joining. I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. 
If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.